I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is episode 83 with Grant Glass. Welcome to the As Told by Nomads podcast, where you'll learn how nomads, third culture kids, entrepreneurs, and leaders all over the world embrace their global identity and use their difference to make a difference. And now, having lived on four different continents, here's your host, Tyo Roxit. Welcome, everybody. Today, I have with me Grant Glass, and he's the founder of App Press, and that's uh, it's a tool. They describe it as a tool that makes the impossible possible, and they are empowering people to tell their story, transform their ideas, and share them with the world. Welcome to the show, Grant. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be on today. Oh, well, the pleasure's all mine. And so, it, this is an interesting tool to me. I, I remember when I first got the email about, about what you guys do, and I was fascinated because you, you said that it started with uh an italian cookbook is, is that is that correct yeah that's correct so with that press our aim is to pro- provide anybody with the tool to build an app easily and code free so what we've done is we've mimicked other creative applications like powerpoint like photoshop where you can easily build an app and that all came from my inability to code an app a couple of years ago <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had an idea for an app when the iPad first came out in 2010, and I don't come from a coding background. Uh, I am trained as a graphic designer, and I wanted to build an app. And so I couldn't, and that's where AppPress's idea spawned from, is, well, what if I had a tool that looked like the tools I use every day and didn't require code to build an app? And my partner built that, uh, it was the first prototype version of AppPress, and I actually created my very first iPad app, my very first app period, in that prototype version of AppPress. And it was the Italian cookbook. Huh. And the Italian cookbook uh, was actually my grandma's uh, recipe cookbook. So my wife came to me, she had this idea. She said, you know what, I think you should build the Italian cookbook as your first app. And I kind of thought about it, I was like, that's... That's brilliant. That's a really great idea, actually, because I love those recipes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we built it in the prototype version of AppPress, 
Um, she wrote out the recipes in Word. Uh, I got a lot of the photos from stock photos, and then also we took a couple of pictures. We made a couple of the recipes, which was fantastic. I created it all in six days without a line of code, and then something special happened. Uh, we submitted to the App Store, and Apple hand-selected it to go on the homepage of the App Store. Uh, it was thus downloaded thousands of times and actually made my entire year's salary in 30 days. What? So, 30 yes, days? 30 days. We were wow. selling it for $1.99 and it was something that was like lightning in a bottle really because you – well, I was able to build an app code-free in six days and then all of a sudden, bam, it's on the homepage of the App Store, the most recognizable place for any marketplace, arguably in the world, and it's week by week changing my life. So that, at that point, we had a serious conversation, my wife and I, my partner, about okay, we think we're on to something here. Let's continue down this road and see where it takes us. Hmm. And then I, I, th I remember reading that it was twenty five thousand downloads in a week, right? Yeah. So it was really cranking on all cylinders. Um, uh, just appearing on the homepage of the App Store is, I mean, I, oh, I think yeah. this goes without saying, huge for any application. Uh, but this was at the right when the iPad was launching. So a lot of people were getting iPads, checking out, downloading a lot of apps. Mm. And we just happened to be one of the first cookbooks, too, on the App Store. So we kind of snuck in there and hit the them right with time. punch right exactly it yeah. was it was the right timing on that okay so lightning had struck and you realized you were onto something what was the next step for you when you when you add the cooking book app yeah so the next step was to see if we could recreate that success right so was that just a one-hit wonder or could i in fact build more apps that could be successful in the app store so we didn't found that press we didn't start the company we just said hey could you build another app <laughs> that could be as remotely as successful as the Italian cookbook? So we started building tiny apps just using, which was the prototype version of AppPress, and we built them all code-free, and we started to have successes one after another. Now, granted, they weren't on the level of the Italian cookbook, but we were able to further validate the idea, right? So it's about tiny steps when you're an entrepreneur and just saying, hey, is this working? Is this working? And we were step by step just saying, okay, I can build apps, multiple apps. It is easy to do. And these apps are successful. So over the course of the next probably six to eight months, it was all about just seeing if we could build apps and recreate that success from the Italian cookbook. Hmm. Now, you, the interesting thing about what you said about entrepreneurs is, it's uh you know creating a series of small small steps and your story is interesting because you had that initial success and then um you had a series of small successes after that and I, I've noticed a lot of entrepreneurs is the other way where you start to build 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 do you think if you, if an entrepreneur was coming up to you and saying do you and saying hey well you got successful the first time how can I get successful as well? You know, because I've been working hard for two years and nothing's, you know, shown and I, I think I'm going to give up now. What would you tell that person? Because I think people get blinded by the idea of overnight success, not realizing it actually takes a lot of work to get there. So, right. No, you're right. I was very lucky with the Italian cookbook. And I realized that because that was five years ago. And App Press is just getting to the point now where 
we're starting to really rapidly grow our business. So after the Italian cookbook, it took four years of really hard work to actually get to the point where we could start to use the word success. Ah. What I would say to any entrepreneur is you just have to have a minimal viable product. The, the nice thing about my job is people come to me and they talk about their app ideas. And what I communicate to them is you need something you can test. Maybe it's not in the app store. Maybe it's just test with your friend. But you need to validate things. And to me, validating your ideas, that's success, right? So don't think of it as in terms of, oh, I made it to the homepage of the app store. Oh, you know, I was highlighted on TechCrunch or something along those lines. To me, it's taking it to a pitch or a group of friends and they're saying, oh, this is a really great idea. I like this. And you've only built a prototype that maybe took a little bit of your time or a little bit of money, but you get that validation. That's success. And after you are able to validate so many things, you have this line of success going along, and then you can really start to build something. So it's, it's being careful. It's not taking that huge leap. It's taking small steps and making sure you're validating it with your circle of trusted friends and uh, family around you that, hey, is this working? Does this seem the, like the right approach? And if you get that validation, then you can continue with the next step. MVP, minimal viable product. This is, uh, this is one, of the, <laughs> one of the staples <laughs> of, of business school here. But this is I'm now I, I really want to dive into this uh, particular concept is how do people get to the minimum viable? Maybe you can use an example. Do you have an example you can use? Uh, I don't know if Let's say a media company. Now, I'm going to loosely base this on on uh, a media company, publishing company that has a niche audience. Right. Um, how Let's would go. they yep. find? Yeah, yeah, exactly. How would they find the MVP for that? Because a lot of times, the reason I'm picking a publishing company is because you have people like uh, Elite Daily, Huffington Post, uh, Vice, everybody, you know, so many. And then a, a media company comes up and says, oh, well, I have this audience and I, I think... Um, there's this particular niche that I can really speak to, but there's huge competition in the space. How can I create a minimum viable product for that? Yeah, and that's an interesting one. Typically, I, I deal with app ideas, but for that particular use case, you know, I think about the tools that are readily at hand. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to communicate to an audience and create compelling content, what are the tools that you can use to create that content to communicate to those folks like Tumblr, Medium, um, mm. products like AppPress. It's like the tool that's going to actually allow you to build your megaphone and then you can do that, spend time on it and create that content and then start to send it to people you think it's your target audience. And guess who that initial audience could be? It's friends and family. Mm. So here, I've built X take a look at it, maybe it's a couple of posts on Tumblr or Medium, or maybe you do a couple of podcasts and you send it to them. You say, hey, what do you think about this? Let me get some honest feedback from you. What would you improve here? And hear what they say, and then just keep building that to the next level. Gotcha. So whenever I look at MVP, kind of to bring this full circle, it's what are those tools out there that are going to allow me to build my megaphone quickly and cost effectively, right? I don't want to spend $50,000, $100,000. I want to test the waters on maybe something I can build just spending a little bit of my time to get a little val validation and then take it to the next step where maybe I'm investing a little bit more money.
Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I think I think you're exactly right. But I think it's one of the things that people I've certainly made a mistake certain many times. It's when you, you don't really focus on that community and building and validation of your product and thinking that your idea is great enough as is and then continue to run as if um, you don't need validation. And then what happens is that you get even more frustrated when it doesn't work because you didn't actually test it out to see if it's viable. Um, so, um Yep. I think that, that feedback is key. Yeah, exactly. and that's in that. And that's one of the ways to actually improve. It's one of the friends and family, and even people that are maybe extensions of of who you are. Whether their colleagues can actually be quote unquote your first uh, clients, and they, they're non paid because you know they know you, and it's like okay, well maybe you should work on this, and they give you a visual um, look that you probably wouldn't be able to see because you're so close to the project. Yeah, and with social media today, I mean, heck, you could send it to your uh, followers on Twitter. Uh, you can post it to uh, Facebook and ask for feedback. There's many ways in which you can start to, you know, create and deploy your message and receive that validation and feedback, and then adjust accordingly. Yeah, no, and the reason I use the publishing uh, company as an example is because some a lot of publishing companies do have apps where it's like you know TechCrunch, Huffington uh, Post, whatever, or or paper like Facebook or some of these you know LinkedIn. And I'm always curious as to because as I'm looking at apps and I see the most successful ones, it tends to be the most the productivity ones. The sometimes fitness apps are going up now, and and all these apps that you can actually immediately apply like oh this is how you cook, this is how you make something, this is how you do that. But I'm always curious about apps that don't necessarily I don't want to say teach because you can you can learn from reading, but just they're content driven. I'm always curious about the success of those type of apps. Um, and uh, you know, obviously, I'm in the content world, so I'm, uh, that's why I'm asking this because I don't know if I'm wrong, but it, it just seems like you know the types of apps that succeed are a lot of ones where the people are promised or they can they can see the results of something they've done. I my mental capacity grew up. My uh, Physical strength is gone. My, I can cook this book now or something like that. Yeah, I, to me, those type of apps are going to be more and more dependent also on push notifications mm. and pushing out messages to engage the readers. So, I, I mean, engagement is key, like you said, and the success of those apps are based off of bettering yourself right? Yes. And also what we're going to see with those apps is once more and more folks are wearing products like the Apple Watch where push notifications is key in that, that those news type of apps can push relative content to those devices to engage the user to then open up the app. Right. Uh, and what we're doing in AppPress is we're saying folks that have a smaller budget want to get in the game with those bigger players, how can we help them out? So can we provide them with the tool that just maybe they insert an RSS feed into AppPress and we format that content to make it look like a really great app and then they have access to a push notifications platform which will really put them in the driver's seat to let their users know when new content goes up and maybe have them interact with that content. And if we can do that at a much, much lower cost, um, to allow some of those entrepreneurs to get into the game, so to speak, then it's a win for us. And that's all about what AppPress is, is providing entrepreneurs and founders and designers 
with that tool, the tool that's really going to empower them. Yeah, man, and I, and I love that you guys have very, very, you know, different type of prices because I can see it ranges from the personal, which is thirty dollars a month, to enterprise, which is four hundred sixty dollars a month. So it's you know, it's really based on the budget, like you said, right? Right. It's all based off of you know budget, where you're at in your business, because maybe you're you just have an idea. You're like, Grant, I just want to put build a couple of screens to communicate my idea to a single investor, right? So I'm not going to have you break the bank for that. I want to help you because eventually maybe you get to the point where you are funded and you need our platform to build out the entire app. So it's all about those step-by-step processes and that's what I'm here to help with. Love it. Love it. Now, speaking of successes you were talking about earlier, um, I believe you were mentioned in, in, in a recent uh, uh, platform. And it did a lot of good things for you? Yes. So we were uh, highlighted on Product Hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, so those of your audience that's unfamiliar with Product Hunt, it's a, a website that points out the brand new products. So they post 20 to 40 products every single week. Oh, I'm sorry, every single day. And these products are posted by some of the top VCs, the top uh, Fortune 500 companies, their designer and founders. And AppPress was highlighted about uh, 11 days ago, and the response was fantastic. Uh, it, was, it ended up being the highest upvoted app creation tool ever on Product Hunt. Um, we had insane traffic come through. Uh, I got to talk to a lot of really cool entrepreneurs, uh, folks in all different types of businesses. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. ...that want to build apps. And this proved to be a fantastic uh, communication tool and really validated our marketing approach. So if you're not familiar with Product Hunt... I encourage you to check it out because that site is just going to help you if you're a marketer, a founder, a designer, because it highlights those companies that are building cool tools, you know, relating to what we just talked about, the tools that are going to help you validate your ideas. And that's where you're going to find them in places like Product Hunt. And that's why I think we got such a great, uh, we found such great results from that is just because I believe our product speaks to that type of audience. So we were excited about it, and I think we can just only build off of the momentum that we got from there. Yeah, and big congratulations for that. That's a, that's a big deal. Um, and obviously, 
you know, you said it took you said it took you five years to really consider yourself a success, and you know, stuff like this is only going to take it to the next level. I, I liken it to the situation in Shark Tank when you see people go on there and then their their server crashes once their episode, <laughs> once their episode airs. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, ah, I, no, we I'm a it. huge Shark Tank fan. Yeah, uh, I I catch it every week, and that's always good when you hear the follow up stories where the entrepreneur is like, "Yeah, my site crashed right after the episode aired, uh, and we did." <laughs> You know, X amount in revenue, and it's it's insane. So it just goes goes to show. You know, you get the right message out there, connect with the right audience, and special things can happen. Yeah, it's good. And, and um, uh, speaking of Shark Tank, first of all, who's your favorite uh, on the show? So uh, you know what? I always kind of it's funny. I was like, okay, if I got a deal from all of them, who would I take a deal from? Hmm. Uh, do you have somebody you would be like, oh yeah, I'd take a deal from that from that shark? I, I don't know. I think I like uh, Cuban and uh, um, oh, I forget his name. The, uh, Robert. Robert, right? Cuban, Cuban and Robert would fit my business, right? Yeah. And what I'm trying to do, but Barbara seems to have a, a, the Midas touch because you see most of her updates, and Barbara's companies are doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so she seems to have some sort of special chemistry with her entrepreneurs that she works with. Now, granted. I, I, I won't say that doesn't go for everybody, um, but Robert Cuban, I, you know, those are two that stand out to me. But but Barbara, typically, <laughs> when an entrepreneur is given a pitch and Barbara throws her hat into the ring, I'm like, oh, you got got to pick Barbara. Yeah, yeah. No, and the reason and you raise a good point, and I'm thinking of it. A lot of the successful companies have come from her particular investments, but it's she usually goes for like. Um, the people she connects if she, yep. she and if she can connect with you she will work with you uh you know you know her background is real estate but she works in several other things um but oh that's very very interesting and that leads me to the reason i brought up shark tank and i was liking all this product hunt is your entrepreneurship journey um yep. we talked about it a little bit it was interesting um but i also think it's very inspiring for others to hear so i wanted you to to, to share that experience because you you were working before and then you, you create this amazing app that essentially get, <laughs> made your salary in 30 days in a month. Um, and then you took that leap to really dive into full-time into the entrepreneurship world. So I wanted to know if you could talk about some of your your successes, failures, and um, just you know uh, any pieces of advice that you could really drop for our audience here. Yeah, yeah, happy to. So it's funny. Um, right after the Italian cookbook hit and I was thinking about quitting my job, I had actually just gotten married as well. So nothing like coming home to your new wife and saying, hey, guess what? I'm going to actually quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> you want to recommend that? No? no. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where I, you know, I was lucky enough with my, my wife, Gina, she was incredibly supportive. Um, and then my co-founder, Kevin, was incredibly supportive. And I just had the right group of people around me. And it goes back to the team building. You know, you, you validated the first idea. You realize you have the right team around you because they, they encourage you to take a chance. Um, and it's going to get uncomfortable. But I will say this. One of the hardest decisions I had to make was to quit my job and start the company. Um, and once you do that, you are – it's almost like you're on a bicycle without shocks. Because you're going down the road and you feel every single bump and sometimes it hurts. Um, But if you're not willing to put up 
with that kind of uncomfortable ride, mm. then it's not right for you. Now, I will say this. That uncomfortable ride can be classified as something else, as, as something that's an adventure. It's fun. So you got to treat it that way um, because things are going to get frustrating. They're going to get crazy. Um, it's going to be a lot of work. But if you don't look at that through a lens in which you say, you know, I'm learning so much and I'm having fun, if you can't do that, then you're in trouble. You're going to have a lot of stress because believe me, you're going to be eating, breathing, living your company. And it's going to take years. Um, I think that's one of the things I didn't realize when I quit so long ago is to really build something lasting, it's going to take years. It's not going to take months. Hmm. You have to build and try and fail and hear no thousands of times before you will actually make it somewhere in which you can be proud of your team. Um, and I think that's what builds that character. So you have to be ready. You're going to hear no so many times from customers, from investors. You're going to fail so many times. But you know what? It's all about picking yourself back up after you fail. So my advice to any entrepreneur that goes out there is, one, you got to have fun. You got to say, you know what, I'm learning so much every single day and I'm having fun doing it. And also to realize you're going to go through some valleys that are going to be pretty bad, but realizing that low is going to make the high feel even better. So just go into it with that frame of mind and that's the best piece of advice I can give to anybody wanting to become an entrepreneur or just start their own business. Yeah, no, I, I think my favorite analogy was you saying the bicycle without shocks and you feeling every single bump because it's really leaping without seeing the net. That's essentially what it is. You're taking uh, the gamble that in a world that, you know, 90% of the startups fail, but you're taking that gamble on yourself and um, your idea. And, uh, yeah, and, and, yeah, and it's, <laughs> I mean, even what, what, that, that, you know, when you hear, a lot of the people who pitch on Shark Tank or shows like that that you hear, even the investors themselves saying, I have to sleep on the floor for this. I yep. have to do that. And it's it's that ability to get through that. Um, so uh, I just wanted you to share that because I, I think it's it's something a lot of people need to hear and something you know, that I, I definitely can, can resonate with. And I think it's, um, you know, it's one of those things that I, I want to paint the reality of it. But it's also a beautiful experience because it's as uncomfortable as maybe sometimes it, it does strengthen strengthen your resolve and you get more um all the no's can actually end up being yeses in, in the end because you yeah each no leads you a step closer to the, to the next yes or to the right pivot in the direction yeah. so that. you know i was reading on uh i think it was this last month or maybe it was two months ago forbes magazine they have their billion dollar club <laughs> and what I was interested in is I, I think it was two thirds of the billionaires on that uh, were self made. Yeah. Self -made. And some of those stories are just crazy. Like you said, like they couldn't rub two pennies together. Uh, they slept on the floor. Uh, I, I think it really takes feeling that pain to create almost like the hustle in you to build something great. Like you have to know the hurt in order to know what it takes to get to the top. Uh, so you gotta, you gotta know that's coming. 
out of the gates. And if you have the right mindset, you'll overcome it. I, I completely agree. And um, I, I think it's, you know, as, as I'm going through my journey and, and you've gone through yours and you're still going through yours, it's, and you're experiencing the success and success and success, it's, it's that much rewarding when you, when you realize that you, you really, really laid down the foundation and um, actually sets you up to be, you know, like a, even a, a good mentor for other people coming out there. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm happy to. I could, you know, there's several stories that I have that kind of goes through the ups and downs, but I mean, just to <laughs> sum it up, <laughs> we are here all day. That, that's what, no, I, I imagine, I imagine. Um, strap in, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's www.app-press.com? That is correct. That's fresh. All right, what's next? What's next? What's next for press? Yeah, so what's next is we're building the team. Um, we're hiring folks. We work as a remote company, um, so we hire people from all over the world to join the App Press team. Uh, we're headquartered in Indianapolis, Indiana. We've got folks in Philly, uh, San Francisco, Oakland, uh, all over, and we want to build that team. So, you know, we're looking for entrepreneurs uh, that want to join a startup, be part of the fast-paced company, and then also we're looking for. Uh, business partners like if you have an app idea let's jump on the phone and talk about it um, like I said earlier in the interview my favorite thing about what I do is I get to jump on the horn with someone and talk about their app idea and I just want to help right I've been there before I know what it's like I potentially have a tool that you can use so let's just talk about the idea, see what works, and let me help you down the right path. So if you're interested in building an app, you know, I encourage you to take a look at the website and reach out to us. And I, I'm happy to schedule a call with you uh, to kind of point you down the right direction. Yeah, that's amazing. And with business partners, do you have any particular type of industries you're looking for? Yeah, so we're building apps in all different areas of business. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's one of the exciting things about AppPress. I mean, we're building retail apps. So, you know, you have a store, a couple of stores. Right, we can right. help you out there. Um, we can do uh, beacon support, uh, geofencing. So that way somebody walks in the store, they get a push notification through, yeah. through their app. Um, we're building healthcare apps. So we're actually in the process of building a, a telemedicine app. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, and we're creating all different types of apps with single entrepreneurs. So, for example, one of the cool ones that perhaps your audience, even you yourself can download right after this podcast is uh, the Best Caesar. So if you have an iPhone app and go to the App Store, search the Best Caesar. And you're going to find an app that was built by a customer of, of ours named Tyson. Tyson's based out of Napa Valley. And he came to me and he said, Grant, I've got an idea for an app. It's called the Best Caesar, and the app has one Caesar salad recipe, and it's the best Caesar salad recipe on earth. <laughs> it, right, well, I was like, okay, that sounds crazy. <laughs> I don't know about that app idea. He created it, built it in about 10 days in App Press without a line of code. Well, uh, Apple hand selected it, made it on the homepage of the App Store, and I think it's almost been downloaded 100,000 times now. Uh, and I can attest to this, it is the best Caesar salad recipe. So it turns out he was actually onto something. And that's just one of the cool stories that I've been lucky enough to participate in 
and just goes to show like we're working with large companies like Nordstrom and Verizon Wireless to build their apps to help their businesses. But we're also helping entrepreneurs that just have a crazy idea and want to dip their toes in the water to see if it'll work. Um, so again, I encourage anybody to reach out. We're willing to talk with you no matter how crazy the idea. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And um, I'm definitely going to put all this in the show notes so people can reach out to you. Uh, before we head out uh, and end the call, I want to find out a little bit more about you. I mean, you, you're not just all business, are you? No, I am not. <laughs> uh, I'm an avid reader. I love movies. Uh, and movies? Yeah, movies, I'm, but I'm really into the books. I, I, you know, I try to read something different at every time of the day, in the morning, afternoon, and in the evening. <laughs> oh, okay. You, yeah, you're, you're definitely, you're, you're, you're an avid reader for sure. Are you more of a um, uh, self-help? type person or fiction or nonfiction? So it depends on the time of the day, right? Mm, so right. I find reading business books at night when I'm trying to wind down does the opposite to me. I then think of a thousand ideas and want to get behind my desk and start working. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'll do fiction at night. Um, I actually um, just finished uh, the brief and wondrous life of Oscar Wow, uh, which was a Pulitzer Prize winner. That was fantastic. Um, the Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, uh, also fantastic. Just finished that a couple months ago. And then Getting to Yes. So that's one of the sales books that I just finished reading a couple months ago, uh, which, of course, I only do in the morning because it just works me up and I want to you know, get fired up and inspired and want to do some work. So yeah. fiction at night, nonfiction in the morning. Gotcha. Yeah, love it. Love it. Um, how do you use your difference to make a difference? I think it's just talking with people and entrepreneurs, founders, designers, especially that have ideas. Um, so I always approach any idea or problem with a smile on my face. Uh, laughter is the best medicine and saying, hey, let's figure out how, how we're going to tackle this. Right. So I'm pragmatic, too. So let's think clear next steps. So I, I think it's my op optimistic disposition. Mm hmm. That allows me to make a difference in anybody I talk to. Um, that's great. Um, I think uh, having a smile and having that positive out mindset is very key. Um, I, people usually say I'm like a energizer bunny, but I, I think it's <laughs> I think it's it's the the positive out attitude that helps you go through the hard times. Because a lot of times, like you, I think uh, putting a smile on people's faces is one of the priorities I make when I wake yep. up in the morning. So it's good. Yeah. I love it. Exactly. Nobody's got better than us. And like, hey, listen, I'm, you know, part of something I built my own company. So that to me, there's never a bad day, right? I always have a smile on my face. I'm 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 a pretty lucky guy when it boils down to it, and that's the approach I take. And I, I think it's important also for anybody listening that, you know, if you have an idea, you want to do something, also thinking. You know, just validating that next step, being pragmatic, thinking what's the next thing that I need to build and validate in order to, you know, make my idea a reality. Yeah, love it. Grand glass, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you awesome. so much for taking the time. It's been a pleasure. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to use your difference to make a difference, as well as for show notes, head over to www.uidmag.com. Till next time, go out and make an impact in your world. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.